The Israelites are camped in the wilderness at Paran, and this is the part where, in the story of the Exodus, where God tells Moses to send out men to explore the land of Canaan, which he is giving to them, and this is the report that they brought back. After exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel at Kadesh in the wilderness of Paran. They reported to the whole community what they had seen and showed them the fruit they had taken from the land. This was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a beautiful county, country, a land flowing with milk and honey, and here is the kind of fruit it produces. But the people living there are powerful, and their towns are large and fortified, We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. The Amalekites live in the Negev. The Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country. The Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan Valley. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once to take the land, and we can certainly conquer it. But the other men who had explored the land with them disagreed. We can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought too. Then the whole community began weeping aloud, and they cried all night. Their voices rose in a great chorus of protest against Moses and Aaron. If only we had died in Egypt, or even here in the wilderness, they complained. Why is the Lord taking us to this country only to have us die in battle? Our wives and our little ones will be carried off as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? Then they plotted among themselves. Let's choose a new leader and go back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell face down in the ground before the whole community of Israel. Two of the men who had explored the land, Joshua son of Nun and Caleb son of Jephunneh, tore their clothing. They said to all the people of Israel, the land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. And if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into that land and give it to us. It is a rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord and don't be afraid of the people of the land. They are only helpless prey to us. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. Amen. And may God bless to our hearts understanding this reading from his word, and to his name be all glory and honour and praise. Well, Sandy Duncan and myself have travelled as far from Co-Winning to West Co-Bride, so um, we're... uh, 
uh, were not too far travelled. And I, I know that Deborah, who is part of the CAP team, is here and known very much uh, to you all. Really tremendous to sit at the front here and hear your absolutely superb singing uh, this morning. What an inspiration to hear you all. Absolutely wonderful. To start this morning, I just want to uh, ask a question, and I'm going to look for a show of hands. Just here's a question. For those of you who have passed your you know, driving uh, test, how many of you were able to pass your driving test at the first attempt of asking? Quick show of hands. Wow! Wow! People of West Kilbride, you are stars! Um, And I am very, very envious. I'm afraid when I was sitting my driving test or driving lessons, it was not such a great story. In fact, in those days, um, you didn't have a separate theory test. Some of you might remember it. You did your practical, and then after your practical, they would start to ask you uh, something about your theory. Um, And I never got beyond the ring binder of road signs because my practical was so bad that uh, they didn't need to test me on my theory. Anyway, uh, my father, who in probably one of his poorest investments for, uh, actually had to come to me and say, look, Alan, your twin brother has passed easily the driving test. I had promised to pay for your driving lessons, but this just can't go on. You're in the bank now. You've really got to stump up and go for this yourself. Anyway, I have to confess that it took me six times before I passed my driving test. Um, And why did I tell you that story this morning? Well, it's a bit embarrassing, let's face it, but I guess somehow or other I had to have some form of courage just to see the thing through and actually pass. And it's courage that we're going to be thinking about as we consider this passage in our time together uh, on Numbers chapter 13. I want you to imagine uh, with me that you are in the congregation in the oasis uh, of Kadesh. As the Israelites gather for a church meeting to consider whether or not to invade Canaan, is a pivotal point in their history. And I want us to consider this in terms of three points. The report of the spies, the reaction of the majority, and the response of the few. Looking first of all at the report of the spies. The people were within touching distance of the promised land. They had requested that 12 spies go in to do a reconnaissance of the land, first of all. And the spies were chosen, and they traveled from Kadesh uh, right up to Rehob, which was a, a distance of 500 miles, and it took them 40 days to do this. And here was this congregation gathering, anxious to find out what the report was going to reveal. And in essence what they revealed, that God was absolutely right. 
Here was a land lush with hillsides, uh, fig, date, nut trees growing, and they even provided evidence as they brought some terrific grapes and pomegranates across from this land. This really was a land flowing with milk and honey. But, and there were real buts. The people were big. They were descendants of Amak. And um, as such, these were apparently abnormally big, big people. In addition, and if there's anyone in construction, you'll relate to this, the city walls were extremely sizable, 20 feet thick and 25 feet tall with guards on them. These were real challenges. But they went further because they spread a bad report stating that Nephilim, which were giants that had lived on earth, before the flood, actually lived in this land. Fake news was even happening in those days. Their conclusion was, this is mission impossible. Their courage had fueled them, and it led them to have to wander in the desert for 40 years. When you feel God calling you into him in some area or other, there will always be reasons, either real or perceived, for you to delay taking action or ignoring the call that he's placing in your life completely. Always remember that God will be with you every step of the way. He wants you to show courage and take that first step. He will reward you for doing so. In 1996, John Kirkby founded the charity Christians Against Poverty in his kitchen. In the last decade, over 20,000 people have been freed from the devastation of personal debt issues. And even better, over 8,000 have come to a knowledge of Jesus Christ through this ministry. What would have happened had John Kirkby's courage failed him? That's the report of the spies. But let's also consider the reaction of the majority. Well, the majority of people were in despair. They were full of fear. They were grumbling. And in this context, it is uh, interesting to note the previous two chapters. In chapter 11 in the Bible, as we were learning in the children's talk, uh, the people started to complain about this constant provision of manna. We want meat. Then in chapter 12, we read about Miriam and Aaron talking against Moses. In fact, now, here we're in chapter 13, the crowd 
are actually thinking, we would have been better to return to Egypt, and we want to appoint a new leader. This, they had forgotten that Egypt was a place of slavery, and this picture of Egypt is a picture of slavery to sin. They had forgotten the many ways in which God had provided for them in the past. As we were learning in the children's talk with the Red Sea uh, parting and the manna as well. They were just simply saying, it's too hard for us to change and to move forward. Instead, we want to stay where we are, in fact, go back. And this was another case of the majority being wrong. And there are two points to make about this. Firstly, often we can find ourselves grumbling and complaining. We're all guilty of this from time to time. And as a Christians, every day, We must take up our cross, and we must be filled with the gratitude attitude for what he has done for us. This Sunday morning, as I stand before you, um, West Kilbride, uh, when I looked up the figures, has a population of about 4,850 people. We're gathered for Sunday worship today. There's maybe a couple hundred of us here. It's probably fair to say that while there are other people worshipping in other communities within the the village, that there's less than 10% of us taking some time out to worship God this morning. Does this mean that that we're right and our, our fellow citizens are wrong? Well, before we get too self righteous, When God looks at us as a group of believers, what does he see? Is it a people committed to him, stepping out with courage, praying uh, for revival and going into our community to show by our actions that Jesus is real? Or are we lukewarm? Christians Against Poverty enables us to get into our community and meet with people who would never go through a church door. And in helping them, we can make a real difference to their lives and uh, also encourage them to consider the claims of Jesus Christ as their personal saviour. If you want to join the team and get involved in this ministry, Speak to Deborah or Sandy or Duncan or myself after the service. So that's the reaction of the the majority. We've looked at the report of the spies. Let's consider also the response of the few. Joshua and Caleb had declared confidently, we can do this. Why was that the case? Well, they viewed things from God's point of view. 
And with hindsight, we all know here that Joshua and Caleb were absolutely right. Yet, it took them courage to speak out as the people wanted to stone them for doing so. We know too that they were rewarded for uh, their, their efforts because they were the only two of their generation to actually go in to the promised land. It's 2006 and a Kawinning girl finds herself as the head of music uh, in Kilmarnock, one of the Kilmarnock schools. With two young children, she is set for life. But Fiona Mackenzie had a bigger vision than just continuing with the school. She had a vision of a place where arts were at the very heart of everything, where people could come along and have fun and be themselves and actually in so doing uh, grow as individuals. And as a result, there would be better outcomes for these people and the community as a whole. When Fiona McKenzie went round with Paul Matheson, her co-founder, to the banks with their idea, uh, she recalls the time of one bank manager uh, looking across at her and saying, it's a good idea, but this will never work in Kilmarnock. Well, uh, fortunately, she ignored uh, that uh, banker's advice uh, and she resigned her safe, secure position as a teacher and center stage was born. Some of you may know that uh, they have taken over the former Kilmarnock Academy, almost five million pounds is spent on it. And there is now a vibrant cafe uh, and uh, halls and theater and community space. If you've not gone along, you really should check it out. Fiona uh, McKenzie has been rewarded for her courage. During that time, she has uh, met royalty. She's met entrepreneurs, politicians, personalities. She's seen lives literally transformed. Her vision has been realized, and there is a legacy for her community. What would have happened had her courage failed her? Today, I stand before you and we're still at war in Europe for the first time in a generation. 25% of our children are living in poverty. Many are relying on food banks for survival. We too are at a pivotal point in our community. And the opportunity for us as Christians is huge. We have the chance to provide practical and spiritual support and hope to people who live in our community and beyond. Do you and I stay in Egypt or 
refusing to change and clinging to the past ways of doing things. Or in response to his amazing love and grace, do you and I make some personal changes and serve him at this time of need. My prayer is that like Joshua and Caleb and Fiona McKenzie more recently, you too will say, we can certainly do this. Jesus is challenging you. Have you got the courage to change.